Welcome to the Creative Empire Podcast. Each week, Raina Pomeroy, the life and biz success coach, and Christina Scalera, the attorney for creatives, are taking you up close and personal with successful influencers in the creative community and tackling your biggest business hurdles. Their mission is to help you, creative entrepreneurs, think beyond your daily biz so you can make the brave decisions that build your creative empire. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Creative Empire Podcast. It's me, Raina, and Christina here today. We are talking about something that came up in a conversation when I was talking with a friend, Vanessa, and we'll talk about her in just a little bit because she's actually on Christina's team. But um, we were just talking about this uh, perspective that not all of us want to achieve, you know, the big um, six-figure, seven-figure goals that we might see online. So Christina and I are just going to jam about it, um, see what comes up, and hopefully, if if you know, we're hoping that something here resonates for you. That we are going to be finding our own version of success. So let's dive right in, Christina. Tell yeah. tell tell us like what is your per- particular perspective on like contentment or you know earning (laughs) figures or whatever. Oh my gosh. You're so much better at answering this than I am because you're the life coach. But I, um, yeah, I, I'm not a great person to answer this self admittedly because I always want more. And I know that's like a flaw slash good thing about me. It, It helps keep me hungry and ambitious, but at the same time, it is hard for me to ever stop and be like, wow, this is so amazing, which I have been doing more of lately. Um, if, you guys practically want to know what that looks like. It is just waking up later and giving myself permission to do that. Um, my friend Ashley, you guys probably know her. She runs the Modern Calligraphy Summit. She really did this through example for me. I just saw that she does what she can do and is content with it. And like when she wants to do something else, she does that thing and then she's happy with it. Um, so for example, we were on a recent kind of just girls trip together and she woke up late and like, oh yeah, I'll get what I need to do done. And it got done. And that was it. Like that was all she needed to do for the day. It was a totally different perspective than the one that I've created for myself, which is, okay, great. You did that thing. Now what's up? You know, what else? What else? Can Let's do more. Let's do more. Come on. Come on, Christina. Um, it's just this constant like hustle. So that was a real wake up call. But yeah, I think as far as big picture life contentment, it's important to at least have some kind of rough definition, right? Like I don't know where my house with like horses in the backyard is going to be located. I don't know if it's going to be in Georgia or Colorado or um, somewhere else, but I do know that that is something that I would like to have in my life in the next 10 years. I don't even know what year that's going to happen. Um, So I think, you know, looking and saying, okay, but you know, my life is really good for these reasons. Now keeping a gratitude journal. I mean, we sound like a broken record, but it really does help. Y'all just go to Target, buy a planner, use like the literal day planner with the dates already in it and just write down three things every day that you're grateful for in that. Um, I think that helps to, to create that. But yeah, this, this is an interesting topic, Raina. I would love to hear your perspective on like when you know that you've found enough and or when you know that your enough is like not everybody else's, like you don't want to have that seven figure business online or whatever is advertised yeah. on Facebook ads these days. I know, right? All the Facebook ads. So I think I'll answer it from the perspective of like how I usually feel like 
around this topic and it's usually the same as you. Like I am a high achiever. I want to pursue more. And so I sometimes find myself like doing the thing, checking it off and being like, yo, what's next? Right. And yeah, we celebrate, but it's not to the extent of like, I'm good here. There's a little bit of that right now, just because there's a transitional period and I have to be good where where I am. But there's also this ambition inside of me that says like, I want to do something more, not because necessarily of the money. Sometimes it's about the money, but sometimes most of the time it's about the impact and like how many people I want to keep connecting with and being able to do more cool stuff to, you know, serve their businesses and their lives. So I don't know. I think it's more, you know, about me slowing down and saying, yes, this was the impact that I wanted to have. This was the, you know, result that I wanted to see monetarily, whatever. And being able to say, yes, that happened. No, that didn't. I don't think any part of me wants like any particular like number figure in my business. One thing I would like to be able to do is like what I think is enough for me is when I can make enough money in my business in order to allow my husband, Dave, to do whatever the heck he wants right? Like he doesn't have to retire because he loves working, but like, what does it look like for him to be able to not have to take a job for money or not have to do something because of healthcare or, you know, all of those sort of adulting decisions that we have to sometimes make to be able to kind of live a life that we want to make, you know, travel if we want to. And my version of travel is like, I want to be able to go to Korea to be able to adopt our kid, you know, stuff like that. And to be able to not be hindered by uh, money Um, in making life choices. Yeah. Beautifully said. But what about, we still haven't answered the question about what happens if you are somebody who like you want to make $50,000 a year, that's your goal. And you start a VA business or you, um, you know, do some other kind of service where you're making, you know, like five to $10,000 a month. And you're really happy doing that. That's, that's like good money coming in. Um, you're paying yourself well. You maybe don't have a desire to have like a whole team underneath you and to scale and maybe create like an agency, right? Because that would be the next thing is you remove yourself from the services and you're just kind of putting other people in charge of actually delivering the services. You're just monitoring and making sure it gets done. So if you are that person and you just want to make, you know, somewhere between five and $10,000 a month for the rest of your life, you're perfectly happy with that. You love your life. You don't have any plans to like go to Disney world every month or whatever it is that your dream is. What do you have to say to somebody who is like, that's what I want. And I feel really guilty some days because everybody tells me I need more or that I'm really talented and I should be doing more. I think that's so interesting. And actually when we, when I was having this conversation with Vanessa, I was thinking about how, Uh, well, she was telling me that she has three kids, her husband works, they are, you know, they live in Washington, but they're um, spending a whole bunch of time in Virginia. And like, they want to be able to travel locally while they're in Virginia and stuff like that. And I think that to answer your question, I think it's to understand and be introspective about like, what do you want life to look like? What is it like what you were just saying earlier about like waking up a little bit later? Like, what do you want your days to look like? How do you want them to feel? And um, what makes you feel most fulfilled and most lit up by like a lot of people are lit up by being able to make an impact or making more money or to be able to do cool things. Some people are lit up by just being able to pick up their kids at you know, from school rather than having a nanny or to be able to spend their evenings not tied to their phones. So whatever it is that lights them up, I think that's 
lights you up, whatever it is, right? Like that's, that's what um, success should be. We, we should be defining our version of enough through our own thoughts rather than looking at Pinterest or looking at, you know, Instagram or whatever. I, I tend to think about like comparison is one of the biggest things that keep us from asking ourselves like what is actually enough. So how, I mean, I guess, does that answer your question, Christina? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't struggle with this as far as like financial or like team building. I actually would love to have a very large team, lots of employees. I'm very comfortable with that prospect. But where I do see it creeping into my life is, as we were just talking about before we went live, people are asking me to be on Instagram. They're like, we love your Instagram stories or we, we want to see more of you on Instagram. And you know, it really helps us feel connected and trust you. And it's been a struggle for me to be on Instagram because to be quite honest, guys, like, and I know this is going to sound petty to some of you out there. I was there. I would have punched me in the face too, but I've been at 6,000 followers for the last like six to seven months. And so for those of you out there that are like, I have 60 followers, screw you, Christina, I hear you. (laughs) But you know, for like the circles that I run in 6,000 just isn't that much. And I'm not trying to be like this petty, ungrateful person. I am. I love my followers. I love the people that consistently connect with me through stories. Um, I'm not like denying or kind of devaluing any of that. But at the same time, for where I would like to go in my business, I would like to see Instagram as a bigger platform for myself. So it's been hard because I'm just watching Vanessa manages and runs my Pinterest. She does a phenomenal job. And we just had a second post go viral on Pinterest. And I think it was the second one that wasn't on a group board, which if you know anything about Pinterest, that's a pretty big deal because all the traffic is coming directly to my account and my, my blog. It's not about to get kicked off for any reason, which group boards tend to shut down certain things like that. So anyway, we're seeing huge strides with Pinterest. Um, everybody's saying blogging's dead. I very much am having the opposite experience. People are enjoying our content. They are continuing to consume it, to pin it, to share it, to sign up for our, our, our freebies through our blog post because we, we put out really good content. I mean, I take a lot of time and really cultivate blog content that people want. So it's been difficult because everybody says that I should be doing, you know, more Facebook live or YouTube in particular, or Instagram in particular. And for me, that's kind of like somebody telling me like, well, you're doing really well on all these other things. Why don't you want to be making more money? AKA, why don't you want to be on all these other platforms? And for me right now, the prospect just sounds exhausting And I really like where my business and my life is at. And so it's been hard, but just kind of shutting down outside external thoughts and saying like, should I just experiment with growing these platforms a little bit, which is what I'm doing? Um, You know, what is sustainable? Like what can I handle? And not, not pushing myself beyond that, which is what I would have done over the last two years because everybody told me to, or that was what everybody was doing. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I don't think it has to be necessarily financial for everybody if you're feeling that pressure. But No, I think that that's such a good point too. And contentment can come from all kinds of ways that we um, experience our business. But I love your point about like not listening to everybody out there just because nobody knows our businesses as well as we do, right? And the ways that things are, you know, uh, tinkering along or, you know, how, how much progress you're making in something. They don't see the full, full picture like we do. And so I think 
making those decisions. Like Instagram isn't the right fit for me right now. And especially, I think this is true of like brand new business owners too, because there's so many things to focus on and so many things to do. Right. And so you have to be content with, I'm going to focus on this and I'm going to get, you know, handle this and see how this goes and then move on to the next thing. Or, um, or else it's going to be super overwhelming. I've had so many girls in the past, um, several months in the Facebook group and in private conversations telling me about how overwhelmed they feel about like all the things that they have to do. Like I have to do Instagram and I have to be on here and I have to be blogging and I have to be, you know, serving my clients. How do I do all of that stuff? And yeah, I might be making okay money, but I feel like stretched too thin. What are your thoughts on that? That's obviously something that I, I, it's like, it's a circle. I I gave the spiral out to my email list a while ago. Maybe I'll, I'll send it to Caitlin to put in our show notes, but it's literally, I don't see entrepreneurship as peaks and valleys, like a, like a line graph that goes up and down. I see it as a spiral. So you start out and your spirals are really, really small, right? Like you just see little tiny bits of momentum. And then you get that email from a client that's like, Eh, I hate you today. And then, you know, you recover from that and you start to go back on the upswing and maybe the next spiral, the next bit of momentum you get is a little bit bigger. And then, um, you know, you see that a competitor just got a speaking gig that you wanted. Bam, you're back down. So then you start to gain a little bit more momentum. Your spiral, your circle gets a little bit bigger for that round. Um, you know, your momentum is increasing, but then, you know, like Facebook, kicks your ads off the platform and you're like banned for three days or something. So, I mean, I think there's always going to be these like ebbs and flows. And like I said, I, I see them more as like spirals than peaks and valleys. But I also think that the hardest thing, and we will tell it to you, but you're not going to believe us, is just to focus on the one thing at a time. And it was funny because my Facebook ads manager, Emily Hirsch, who I don't think is accepting new clients, but you guys should just all go check her out and love on her because I love her. Um, she is. Uh, she sent us a client gift this year and it was the one thing, literally the one thing is the name of the book. So it's a great book. It's by, I think like the co-founder of Keller Williams Real Estate and some ghostwriter that he's a really good writer. So he's not really ghostwriter. He's on the title or on the cover. Um, but anyway, it was a great book and it's just kind of confirmation that, the one thing is really what you should be focusing on at a time. So the other thing I've seen this, this done really well is I think, is it Greg McKeon who has essentialism? He has the best chart or drawing ever where there's just a circle and it has these little tiny arrows coming off of the circle in every direction. And that's what you're doing if you're trying to conquer Instagram and clients and blogging and everything all at once. And then next to that circle with all the little tiny arrows coming off of it is one very long, accurate, straight line with an arrow at the end of it. So you can either go really, really far and fast in one direction, or you can pretty much go nowhere in lots of little directions. And the biggest mistake, because we're all scared to go far and fast in one direction is everybody gets onto the circle of doom and <laughs> tries to go in all these little tiny directions um, all at once. So it's, it's scary. It's hard. But you know, I, I like to split my business into two things, sales and visibility. So am I going to be focused on sales, getting clients, selling product, whatever it is that you offer at the end of the day? Or am I going to be focused on visibility? And trying to get people to commit to one or the other is so difficult. And pretty much everybody will choose what I think is the wrong answer, which is visibility. Because from experience, you can be visible everywhere that you want. And 
if you are not good at selling at the end of the day, it does not matter. Your face is going to be plastered on every summit. You're going to be the speaker on every speaking gig. You're going to be on every podcast and you're not going to have any traffic back to your website. So instead, if you can focus on selling and serving the person who buys your product, your service really well and ask them for referrals, it just starts with one. You guys literally know hundreds of people. And if you lie to me and tell you, tell me you don't, I'm going to go to your Instagram or your Facebook account and show you all the people that you've connected with over the years. So find one of those people, sell something to them, do it really well, and then ask them to share it with three of their friends, work with their friends. And then, you know, once you have enough clients in the bank, sales in the bank, whatever, you can get visible. That's my opinion. I don't think everybody has that opinion. Um, what do you like better, sales or visibility? And you know, there are things that combine them, like webinars, Facebook Lives with calls to action. So I'm not saying they have to be mutually exclusive, but I do think it's important to focus wherever you can. Um, and webinars are usually a more advanced tactic anyway. So anyway, that's rant over. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's a good one. And you know, something that as you were saying that reminded me that, you know, at the very beginning, you don't have to focus on all the people. You don't need 7,000, 10,000, you know, 20,000 people to buy your service in order to start making money. Even to make $5,000, you know, you don't need all the people unless, you know, you're selling something that's like $5, in which case you should probably one, raise your prices and two, like start thinking about how you're going to sell volume. But um, really having a client based business, you know, a, like a service based business, it's much easier to make those larger dollars quicker than it is to focus on like the volume that you need to be cultivating. You don't need to go viral necessarily immediately at the very beginning. So, yeah, so I'm kind of going back to the question of contentment and how to respond to Vanessa's question of what do you do when you are just happy with, you know, five figures or whatever. I think my biggest thing would be to think about one, what does it look like in, in Christina's, you know, version, like having the house that has the farm, you know, the horses in the back, that's Christina's vision of what it looks like to have made it. My version is something to the effect of completing my family and making sure that Dave has the ability to make decisions, uh, whatever that looks like for himself. And so like, what does that look like for you? Does it mean being able to travel internationally with your partner? Or does it mean, you know, being able to just working part-time in your business and really loving the work that you're doing? If you're like my mentor, Melissa Casera, you might be really excited about, you know, having your dogs and being a screenwriter as well as running an online business so that you can just have fun. You know, like whatever it is for you, I think it's, it's not about the number of dollars. It's not about the services that you're offering. It's not about the, you know, Instagram followers, but I think at the end of the day, it's about like deciding what it is for you that, that really lights you up and gets you really excited about doing the work. So why do you think we care so much what other people think about what we should or shouldn't be doing? Well, I think it's a couple of different things, right? One is like uh, being perceived as lazy is a big no-no in our, in our society. Like to not be productive, to not be producing, not be visible is I think kind of like a no-no. And then the second part is probably that we feel like we have something to, I don't know, prove in our industry, like if you make more money, you are more successful. Therefore, people should pay attention to you and hire you or buy your product. I don't know if that's true, but that's kind of like my perception. And I wonder if, um, 
that might be something that people often think about or, you know, at least not necessarily think about, but just sort of subconsciously think about in terms of like, I want to achieve this level of success and notoriety in order to feel more legit. Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting culture that we have now where real celebrities, quote unquote, you know, like Hollywood movie stars and all that, they're not as famous as they used to be, right? Like the only outlet for celebrity 15 years ago even was the trashy magazines. Sorry, that's totally judgmental. But um, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't like that they they like put headlines out there that are kind of like, anyway, not nice to people sometimes. Anyway, um, so that was the only source of celebrity. And then people like Perez Hilton came along and had celebrity blogs. Um, I don't really follow celebrity culture, so I'm probably the last person you should listen to on this, but at least from what I've seen from, you know, the 30,000 foot view is that everybody has the opportunity to become a celebrity in some way, shape or form these days with platforms like Instagram or blogging people that we have, uh, followed from the start. I mean, like look at being boss and Kathleen Shannon, we just had her on. She just got a book deal. I'm sure it's going to do very, very well. We've had other authors on here who are New York Times bestsellers and just, you know, they, they become like famous authors or famous podcasters or famous bloggers, even famous Instagram people. So, I mean, I, I know people that literally get recognized at weird places and airports and things like that. And it's just from their Instagram following. So it's this interesting culture that we live in where I think people have always in America, at least, and probably most Western countries, been a little bit obsessed with celebrity and attention, at least, at the very core of it. And it's, I wonder how much, how, how many of us want to be a part of that, like want to have our hand in that fire um, so that we can, <laughs> I'm using the worst idioms ever. I don't think you want to put your hand in fire the stake in the fire? I don't know. But um, I think there's a little bit of a desire, at least with a lot of us, to have some kind of attention from the, the work that we're doing, approval. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about it like a chip on his shoulder has always been there, that he wants to prove to the people that he went to school with and had trust funds and were millionaire babies or whatever, that, you know, haha, like, look at you driving your crappy Corvette. Like I'm on a private jet this week. So some of it I think is celebrity. Some of it I think is that chip on your shoulder, trying to prove to the people that you went to school or grew up with or whatever, your family, um, that you really can do something that's worthwhile and worth attention. And then I think some of it is just, you know, for ourselves, maybe we're just innately competitive. I know I was an athlete growing up. Um, you know, if I did something, I was going to do it 100%. I'm literally the worst person at moderation. And that goes for everything, working, eating, exercise, whatever it is. So, you know, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it a hundred percent or not at all. And, um, I, I think there's a, a lot of that in each one of you. And I would encourage you to look at like, why am I motivated? Is it a little bit of all of this? Is it something else that I completely am missing? Cause I'm not the authority on psychology or, you know, your mind. <laughs> um, and I would love it if you guys would even just like write to us at my creative empire on Instagram, let us know what you're thinking or on our blog, reply to the show notes. You can go to creativeempire.co, interact with the show notes of this episode uh, where you can also get our free download. It's this guide that's totally going to help you get started with your business and give you some direction and some steps to take. If you are thinking, whoa, 
I'm kind of here where these girls are talking about today. So make sure you go to creativeumpire.co and you'll see the show notes, click on this episode and you'll get everything that we're talking about here. And we would love to hear your opinion. This is not just for the other people out there listening. We are talking to you directly. Don't leave it to them to leave an answer. You leave us an answer. (laughs) That's your goal for today. Yeah. And I would love to hear like, what's enough for you too? Thinking about this can, can bring up a lot of feelings and feelings of I'm not there yet. I'm not even close to being there yet. And I wonder what that might look like for you, but I would just experiment with just taking a look, you know, dipping your toe into the water of what's possible, what's, you know, um, what might be available for us. Something that always triggers me is when people ask me what's next, because I want to be in this place of I'm happy with what I have now. But um, I often said to my coach at the very beginning, I, I want to be able to earn enough for what we need and some of what we want. And to me, like going back to that, and I I don't want to keep being on the hamster wheel of what's next. And so whenever I get the question of like, what's coming up for you or what's the next big thing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not sure. And sometimes I'm sure, but sometimes it really takes me a second to, to remember that I don't need to answer it in a way that, um, that might, that where I feel like I might be disappointing somebody if I don't answer the way that they're expecting or something like that. So anyway, this was an interesting conversation, totally different than what I was expecting, but I hope that this was informative <laughs> and interesting for y'all. Any last parting thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. Was there something we needed to cover that you felt like we, we should have talked about and didn't? No, I think it was good. And I'd be really curious to hear what, what people are, you know, what their measure of contentment or success or enough is. Just because I think everyone deserves to look at it and also just to check in with one another and like not necessarily to compare, but just that there are other pops- possibilities. Yeah, that sounds good. I would, I really would like to hear from you guys. I mean, it's, it's like this collective us that we always put the faith in. And um, that's why I'm emphasizing this so heavily because it is so great to hear from each and every one of you. And we don't just like say that to hopefully get like three responses. Like we love hearing what you have to say, the more detailed you can be. It's just, it's so funny because you put out these calls to action and I think everybody thinks someone else is going to answer for them. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. So as content creators, if you like this podcast, make sure that you leave us a review, that you go to our show, that you give us your opinions. It's not often that people are asking for you to do that. So take advantage of it while, uh, while that's an opportunity. Yeah. For those of you that are wondering what's next, or maybe this episode got you thinking, we hope that you will join us again for another episode of Creative Empire. So get out there and go build it today. Are you ready to build your own empire? For more information, show notes, downloads, and tips on how to do it, head to www.creativeempire.co where you can find out more about this week's episode and the two lovely ladies behind it all, encouraging you to build your own creative empire. If you enjoyed this week's show, it would mean so much to Raina and Christina if you could take two minutes to go to iTunes and leave a review. It's a little thing that makes a big difference for the show. 